Look out, man. It's episode 11 here on the Recruiter's Corner. On this episode, we got a special guest in the studio, and we're going to be talking a little bit about deployments, a.k.a. deployments. Coming at you straight from the tap. Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing out there today? This is Technical Sergeant Timothy Gallagher. And Technical Sergeant Bradley Byers. And this is The Recruiter's Corner. My man, how we doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Today was a good day. A little bit different in the recruiting world, but you know what? It's a great day overall because we're still here rocking and rolling, homie. I like it, man. I like it. And sometimes you get those kind of days, you know? Yeah, curveballs left and right. I'll just say a curveball from the get-go. It's okay. You know what? Every time he threw it, I cracked it out of the park. Not a problem. Let's go Mets. They got new ownership. You, you need it. <laughs> you are not kidding. You are not kidding at all. Hey, guess what, man? I, I don't know. What's up? You know what? We got a special guest today in the studio. That is right. Someone, a little dare I say it, famous. Famous. What are you talking about? At least he's he's very much Air Force famous. Air Force famous. This guy sounds important. Oh, super important. <laughs> Who do we got, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come on and introduce yourselves, man? There, Tech Sergeant Kelvin Boynton. <laughs> What's hey, up, guys. Sergeant Boynton? My man. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, guys. Pretty good, guys. I don't know about famous, but, you know, I'm just doing what I can to get out there. But thanks for having me on the show. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. You've made a splash with some of the things that you've done on social media. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Hey, a lot of it just comes off the top of the head, man. So on the way to work, like, thoughts of these little ideas just pop in my head. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? That'd be a good video. So, and it just pretty much just populates from there. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's the best stuff right there, you know, honestly. Because then you're... Uh... You know, it's not over scripted. It's not, it doesn't feel just rehearsed and sort of, I don't know, just blah. Just like this show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We are super hey. scripted and rehearsed here, man. <laughs> hey, when you're, when you're in the car and you're, uh, you know, getting these ideas, it's these creative genius moments. Do you do the record button on the iPhone or anything just to go ahead and try to make sure you keep notes on what you're thinking? No, I got this weird thing where I actually just talk to myself. Like, you know, I'm just, I just pretend I have like a, an audience in the car with me and I'm just like, you know what, let's do that. And I'll, I'll keep it going all the way to work. You know, so if it's a 15 minute drive for the next 15 minutes, I'm just like, all right, here's what I'll do. I'm already planning out the next scene, the next trip, you know, the next cut and everything, the next clip and how the sound's going to go, how it's going to look, you know, so I'm pretty much thinking about all this stuff on the way to work. Um, I think the weird thing is, is that like in my head, it's, it's, it's hilarious because I know how it, how it would be in the regular world, but then like, it's like, I have to stamp Air Force on top of it. So I'm like, oh, uh, is, this, is this safe for Air Force? You know, like, I, I got to clean it up. Uh, you so, can't go too far over the, you know, over the line, man. You gotta- exactly. So, yeah, and I got my commander watching me, too. So my, my commander was telling me, uh, like, he said, you're walking on a, a zip line, right? And that's all you get. You know, like, <laughs> you're teetering on his line and everything. So professional, professionalism is that zip line. So if you start straying off or leaning towards one, one side or the other, it's probably gonna be a bad video. So I just, so I don't really mind people like, oh, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's kind of corny, but it has to be because it's like, if I, if I pull this true potential out, it would not be 
an Air Force video, you know, so uh, there's that, there's that. Well, I mean, I, I think we can fully relate to that, you know, because I mean, I know that I've had a, a couple of conversations directed my way of like, hey, you know, so you guys got to watch what you say, you know, and this, right. that, and the other, you know, and it's like, all right, yeah, right. you got to keep it professional, you know. Which... Of course, of course. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't Howard Stern, not yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But so, I mean, you really did the, the, the videos have been fantastic. And I mean, you just make them fun. And, uh, yeah, that's just me oh, yeah. watching them and uh, share them out on social media. And we're definitely going to have to plug in your social media and stuff. So people, yes. everyone that hasn't had a chance yet to see them, you know, they can uh, they can check you out, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's the best thing to give everybody is a bunch of humor, especially what's going on right now. And we're all like, I think everybody could use a little bit of laughter. So for sure, man, Wait. ain't that the truth. What was your first video? Because like I know the first one that I saw was that Air Force swag video that I thought was hilarious. And yeah, that one, yeah, go that ahead. one blew up like surprisingly. <laughs> I didn't think I'm gonna get that much attention. Um, but my first video was just pretty much showing you the difference between you know the, a good recruiter and a bad recruiter. You know, because my idea was to make it more comfortable for people to like approach us. You know, so you know normally somebody sees you on the street, they're like, oh, you know, uniform, rank, you know, he probably thinks he's better than me and everything. I can't approach this guy. Or I have an idea what I want to do, but I don't want to just, you know, jump into any old branch. So I try to make it a little bit humorous, you know, so they feel a little more, you know, down to earth, you know, comfortable with us, mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, not that we're just robots and everything. So uh, there, there's that first video. And I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't expecting to get all the attention I did. I, I only did it for my, my zone and my area for recruiting and everything. And, but it just took off from there. So um yeah, the swag one, you know, the videos that everybody can relate to and everything, those are the ones that are just like, wow, man, I want more, I want more and everything, I want more. And I knew, it, that's, the scary thing about the Air Force is, like, everybody's watching. So, like, yes. uh, people, people will share and share and share and share, and then it reaches to somebody else's attention, some attention I didn't really want at first, because um, I wasn't <laughs> sure if they, if they were going to be able to handle it, you know? So, it's like, uh-huh. hey, the, you know, the, the chief master sergeant of the Air Force saw your video and was like, Oh, oh <laughs> like, really? I was like, you know, it, it, it was on a Friday too. So I'm like, no, oh, I got all weekend to just think about this and harbor. <laughs> like, is she gonna say yay or nay? You know. So, was, but she turned out liking it. And she loved it and everything. And she gave me a shout out on Facebook and everything. So like, I mean, people are liking it and everything, not just for recruiting. You know, people are liking it in the morale, you know, uh, sense and everything. So I'm definitely gonna keep them coming as long as it's making people happy. Well, I would say, you know, that's that's how I found out about it was um, it was actually a, a parent of an airman that I had put in, you know, and like she's in mm-hmm. the Air Force right now. I uh, had shared that with her uh, with her daughter on Facebook, but like tagged me in it. And that's how I saw that very first one, you know, and right. I was like, I thought it was cool. And then like, but they were loving it. And then like her shop people were like loving it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> this is actually really cool, man. Like when you when you can not only appeal to people looking at the Air Force, but people already in the Air Force. I mean, you're doing something exactly you're doing a good job. Indeed. Man. I think we were actually, um, you know, not to make it weird, but I was laying in bed with my wife watching, uh, watching, uh, <laughs> you know, scrolling through my phone. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah, as soon as Angela heard it, man, she was like, that is fantastic. And then I was like, Hey man, you're going to be on a show. She was like, yeah, this is fantastic. And, uh, <laughs> no, it was just, just hearing it. And it, uh, it wasn't, it was the, uh, uh, video by Slick Rick. Was oh, yeah. The <laughs> matters video. One. Yeah. The matters video. Yeah. Oh, man. that was and, a good uh, one. Yeah. Yes, she was uh, very impressed by it. So I'd, and making making them fun, making it something new and fresh, and uh, it's pretty cool. Right, I, right, right. I, still, I love the ending of that one video where you talk about like the, uh, the you know the Air Force being magical and stuff, and he's got the stickers on his shoes, and he's like, "We're gonna fight." <laughs> 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 so 
me every time, man. So, yeah. I like, I like, like most of the videos. I like, the, I like, I like to follow a couple of guys on, uh, on uh, social media and everything. There's a couple of guys like Long Beach Griffey or uh, Marlon Webb, or these, these, these comedic characters and everything. Um, but at the end of their videos, um, if their video wasn't to them, if it wasn't good enough, they have to throw something at the end. There has to be something, you know, something to catch you at the end or everything. So you're like, you didn't fuck, like you didn't waste your time. You know, you, it was well worth the end of the video. Um, right. So I throw in those little, little, you know secrets at the end or a little bit of last drop of humor so well i'm glad you guys are enjoying them yes indeed and how are you enjoying recruiting man man um so to be honest with you it's not something i really wanted to do um i actually was i had i tried so many different outlets of uh like just exploring my options in the air force and um when i went at dsd was a part of that process i was like well you know what i haven't tried this route yet so let me try it you know um, so I put that on my list and everything. I wasn't too big into it at first. Cause when I got to the schoolhouse, I was like, what is this? You know, I was just, I was, it was like, I went back in time, like 1940s air force, you know, and I was like, were you a sparky? Uh, oh, oh yeah, I was actually. My so, man. All here's, right. Here's a, yeah, here's, here's a story behind that. So like, I don't, I don't talk much, uh, when I'm in the new setting, cause I like to learn and observe. So like, I guess the chief there didn't like that. So he was like, why are you so quiet? You know, I don't, you know, I'm going to make you spark. So yeah, turns out long, long story short, maybe sparking everything. So, oh yeah, I dread it. Like every end of class, she just look at me. She's like, okay, Sparky, let's go. And I'm like, man, six more weeks of this. All right, here we go. Do it again. Slow clap, slow clap. Slow clap. Oh man. But, but I was, I was, I was really aching to get out of recruiting school because I knew what I could do on the outside. Like I knew there's a, there's a textbook way to do it, you know? Um, but I knew my tools I would use once I got out. And then when I did, I was like, all right, let me see recruiting for what it really is, you know, on the front lines and everything. And then let me put my own twist to it, you know? Yes. So it's extremely, you guys know, it's extremely, extremely tedious. You know, there's a lot of admin, um, a lot of computer work and everything. And, for me, I'm just like, I gotta, I, ha I have to have fun at work. Not too much fun where I don't get anything done. I'm not producing, but just enough fun. So like, I'm always thinking about the people over myself. Like, I don't, I don't really want people to think like, you know, like even my, in my past career field, I actually, you know, I was happy just about every day. I never mm -hmm. brought anything to work. I never, you know, like brought my problems anywhere near me because I want people to, to radiate from the, my energy I was giving off, you know? So like, if I was sure. in a good mood, I feel like, hey, Maybe that airman next to me, like, hey, you know, Sergeant Boyce in a good mood. I can, I can be in a good mood too. Why is he so happy? If he's doing it, I can do it. You know, that's my mentality. Right. You know, and I hope that still is remains true while I'm in recruiting. Everybody's like, hey, man, he went recruiting, but he's still, you know, we still hear about him. You know, he's still, he's still making funny stuff. You know, he's still motivating me to continue on in my career, and that's what I really want. So, um, yeah, I, recruiting itself, I, I enjoy it and everything, but. Um, it's an interesting story. <laughs> I've only been doing it for eight months and everything, so I have so far to go. So, but as of right now, yeah, it, it's fun. And I'm sure your character and you know your personality carries over to your debt members as well. You know, and they're like, "All right, this is going to be all right." You know, they see <laughs> Air Force. Well, we got we have some good people in here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, yeah, you know, when you go through the schoolhouse and they tell you like, "Hey, you know." You got to do this. There's certain things you have to do and everything. And, you know, make sure you're closing it on the right sale and everything. Make sure, you, you know, like most people don't want to hear some of that stuff now. It's a different generation. You know, people are just more like, I want what's what, you know, I want what's going to benefit me, you know. So uh, right. they take that. And when they see like anything robotic in any sense or anything that's textbook, they're going to they're going to run from it. 
So like, like you said, you have to be yourself. You just got to be your own character and everything. These people will buy into you because, hey, you know what? I trust this guy and everything. Um, and not because he's, he's, you know, I'm not another number to him. You know, like I'm, I'm number 15 in the Air Force, you know, like, you know, they're, they're more than that. They're, they're more than just assets. They're people to you. So. Right. It's Kevin. It's Kevin. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, it's Kevin. <laughs> it's Kevin. And we got to help this guy. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. and um, what's that? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, you know, but in this career field, man, you know, what we do not do is deploy. Right. Oh, yeah. we, we do not <laughs> deploy at all. So I mean, we got a, maybe a TDY here or there, but we do not go on deployments anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when we were just chit-chatting the other day, we were just thinking about, well, you know, what's a good little something that we could uh, discuss about on the episode that Bradley, I mean, you got the deployments under your belt, man. I you do. Have, actually, that was, a, that was a rough transition for me coming into recruiting because, like, I love deploying, right? Like, I was, like, I was about it, man. I mean, so, I mean, I don't have, like, the most, obviously. I've only got five, but, <clears throat> you know, I loved it, man. I was I was always itching to go. So, that was, uh, yeah, it was a big transition for me. But, yeah, deployments, man. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. I know you've got a couple, right? Yeah, and, I mean, over my career, I've got plenty of TDYs. You know, I was, I was TDYing left and right, of course, in, um, you know, public affairs and broadcast. And that's where I did a majority of them, but also with uh, propulsion. But for the most part, I, only, I got two, two uh, deployments under my belt. That's all I got deployment wise. Both are great. Times. Yeah. I only, same year. I only have two. Yeah. And both, you know, they were great times, but it's not like, um, you know, some, it's not like we're, you know, rotating out every, uh, every year we're going for another six months or every, right. <laughs> excuse me, every year and a half, we're going out for six, nine months. Right. It just hasn't happened that way. You know, some people, some career fields, it does, right? You know, mm-hmm. they are a little bit higher tempo, but, you know, around the, across the board, I think we're more, you know, in that, in this kind of scenario, maybe five at the most or two is, you know, you and I, you and exactly. I. And, um, but they've been fun. They were a great time. When oh, they, yeah. You know, when they uh, come about and uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, all right, listen, it's not like the rules are out the window or anything. We got to do what we got to do over there. We still have to follow the mission. We got to take care of everything, but you know, things might just have a different kind of feel, maybe a different atmosphere a little bit. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, of, <laughs> and of course, where you're at, sometimes you got to have your head on a swivel. You can't be put in de- dangerous situations, too. You know, you can't be put in different, uh, different scenarios. But for the most part, it's a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And um, the fun that I've had on mine, um, I have some stories maybe that I can uh, talk about. But what about you guys? Bujo, do you have anything uh, maybe that's on, the, on your mind that we could uh, share with the folks out there about maybe deployment life? <laughs> So I'll start, you know, um, <laughs> there was, there was, so my first deployment was, uh, to Afghanistan and, um, I actually, uh, we were out there with the Marines and the Marines are like the most awesome guys to deploy with. Cause they don't, you know, they don't really care about nothing. They're rugged, you know, they do everything quick and everything. They get it done. Um, but I, I had no idea how spoiled we are in the Air Force. Because um, when I, you know, when you think about deployment as an airman, you know, like all you're thinking about what you saw in the movies, you're thinking about tents, you know, you're thinking about dirt and everything. And, you know, like MREs for meals. And man, when I got to that base, I was like, <laughs> wow. Like, I, I mean, like I couldn't, we had seven you know, chow halls, you know, like on, on the base and everything, <laughs> uh, not including the British, you know, chow hall, which was a five-star restaurant on base. Right. Um, so when you go in there, you know, it, it's just like you walking back into like, in reality like there's like a, a waitress in there and everything they're serving you you know i was like this 
they this got a is table not... with ice cream all set out and you have exactly. someone serving you ice cream. Yeah, she's like, she's like, how can I help you? You know, fresh drinks, a menu and everything. I was like, wow, this is not what I thought when I, you know, reached deployment status and everything. So like, but I'll tell you about my first, my first night there. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm walking. So our bathrooms are separate from their buildings, you know, from our, our, um, our sleeping quarters and everything. So you have to go out you know, across the, pretty much across the street and go to, to go to your showers and everything. So I'm walking across there and everything. And I have my, my flip-flops on and everything. And I go in there. Um, people have already taken showers and everything. So the floors are kind of wet and everything. And um, I didn't pay attention to that at first, you know. I also didn't pay attention to the shower setup. So the shower setup is just like a gym setup. You know, there's a bench in the middle and everything. And then every shower, you know, is, is probably like, a, like, a, like a, a gel block, you know, right beside each other. So I go in my shower and I turn the water on. I was expecting cold water because, you know, it's you know, deployment, you know? Nope. Yeah. It's nice hot water, you know? I was like, man, well, we got hot water out here. You I know, got like, lucky nice. today. I got exactly. lucky. <laughs> I was like, man, this is nice. I'm going to take my time, you know? So like, I took my time in the shower. <laughs> little did I know that the curtain behind me, right, was like a little too far out. So it had a little overhang on it, right? So all the water that was bouncing onto the curtain wasn't collecting back into the drain. It was collecting outside on the floor. Um, so um, after my nice little shower, um, <laughs> I turned around. I stepped out, you know, right to the floor. My, my, my sandals on right there, right? And there was this big puddle just sitting there on the floor. Uh. And, yeah, I didn't see it. So, so it, gets, it gets worse. So um, I, I slipped. I slipped and landed right on my butt, you know. <laughs> But it, it 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 didn't stop right there either. So like I guess oh, somewhere, along, more. somewhere along the way I got a little like propulsion. So like I was just like sliding on my butt all the way down the all the way down the hallway and in the bathroom. You're on a slip and slide. Yeah, so there's a picture of this big naked guy just like slipping and sliding down the hallway. And like so there's a door, there's a door that you come in. To go to the bathroom and as i'm sliding down this hallway the door opens up and these two marines of course walk, these two marines <laughs> walk in and I, I can only imagine what's going through their mind you know they're like oh man here's another day and i just open the door and this, this black guy just sliding down hey you come your legs are like a turtle you got turtle legs coming at him hey! <laughs> you know like you know like could you could you imagine that like hey you know you're like Hey, boss, to be prepared for anything out here, you know, like be prepared for anything. You never know what you're gonna see, and then you just open the bathroom door, and there's a guy naked sliding down the hall. Like, whoa, whoa, there we go. We don't see that every day. <laughs> Man, they're walking in saying, "Up, oh, there's another new guy." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my first slice of an appointment of deployment life and everything. I was like. I mean, after, and after, after I got done sliding, I just like, I didn't, I didn't even like hesitate. I just got up and right back into the shower. <laughs> so, oh, good. Yeah, so you was, went back and you went back and cleaned yourself off. Yeah. Yeah. I went back and cleaned myself. But it was just, I just, I was hoping I never saw those two dudes again. Cause I was just like, Hey man, it's a butt slider. There he is. You know, uh -huh. like. yeah, yeah. That's when you run it. You, you, you eyeball each other at the chow hall. Oh shoot. Oh man. He, I know they remember me. I know they remember me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. That's when you know what you go and you say, can I sit right here? <laughs> and you go sit down at the table with them. How you guys doing? Remember me? <laughs> yeah, remember me? <laughs> oh man. Welcome. Good time. Good time. <laughs> what about you, Bradley? Was this, was this in Kandahar? No, this is actually in a, uh, Bastion, Bastion Airfield. Oh man, I never went to that's uh, because I was gonna ask, I was gonna be like, How did you have fond memories of the British Chow? Because, like, you know, no disrespect to the British, but the one on Kandahar was terrible. 
<laughs> I heard terrible things about Kandahar as well. Like, I know it was really, really bad there. Oh, I mean, actually, I, I didn't mind Kandahar itself. Um, I mean, I went there right. twice. Uh, well, one and a half times. The, the, the second time, <laughs> the second time we transitioned to Bagram uh, midway through. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, it was good food though most of the places around there but not mm-hmm. not so much at the british hall they was it was not great but <laughs> <laughs> they need a little help huh <laughs> uh yeah there was a, well yeah, okay so i worked um so on the first on the first trip to to kandahar right I, I we lived on one side of the base or excuse me the second trip we worked on one side of the base and uh slept on the other side of the base right so you know, they're really on, on days that you were working, there really wasn't any time to explore. Right. You know, cause you are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, working, you know, 12 hours a day, right. Cause there's just, you know, 12 hour days, mm-hmm. you know, blanket. Right. And then, you know, turn over times or whatever else you probably get to about 13 and then, you know, the ride there and the ride back was, you know, yeah. long way around. So there was no exploring time. Right. Cause it was just gym, sleep, work. And that was it, you know, at least yep. for me, anyway. I know a lot of other people do school and stuff while they're there too. So you stay busy, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't until like we were getting ready to transition. We had a little bit of downtime during the transition, and we went and checked out a couple of these other chow halls. And I tell you what, man, I was like, I was like, this place is not it. <laughs> we had some other good places on there, but I was like, that was not the, that was not the spot. <laughs> this is not the one, man. But yeah. It was- <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it was just it took a little while before we got to try it. But the boardwalk was cool though. Oh, it was all right. I heard about the boardwalk. Yeah, the boardwalk down there is cool. But all right. Where, where did you deploy to there, Timmy? Uh, so I mean, I guess the most what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe prevalent or, but well, my most recent one. How about that? Uh, was when I went out to Africa. Went out to Djibouti. Did my six mm-hmm. months out there in Djibouti. So that was fun. That was different. And, um, you know, it was a different kind of feel because I was able to leave the base. I was at the time when on that deployment, I was public affairs. The previous one, I was propulsion. So I was a jet engine mechanic working out at, uh, and that one I went to the deed, man. So I don't know, back then it's still the right now it's basically like a base, right? You know, it's yeah. not even like an appointment kind of, kind of situation, but, um, that was my, that's my two deployments there. Went out to the deed and then I went to Djibouti and Camp Lemonnier. So it was pretty cool though out there because I was able, as I said, leave the base. So I was able to do things out and take care of what I had to do and not just be confined to the camp. Right. You know, so I was, I was leaving the area a lot and I was out in the local area and uh, it's a different way of life out there, buddy. I mean, just, it's just <laughs> a different way of life and um, just, I tell you, just driving up and down the roads is uh mm-hmm. is a, you're taking you, you just got to go ahead and bless yourself and just say i hope <laughs> i'm gonna make it because um it is it is wild it, it's the wild west mm-hmm. <laughs> out there with the, with all the streets and driving uh you know goats in the trees it's it was always fun to see you never knew what was going to happen or chimpanzee running up and uh or a baboon running up at you and trying to take your your, your snacks or something well that would so, be cool yeah, I mean, there was times we were in, you know, we were in the mountains and we were going to see and we were going to do like videos on, you know, like little villages and just the little tribes and how they're living. And, you know, we'd be in, we'd be off the radar, you know, out in these areas like, wow, it was amazing the way that they were able, the way that they lived and, mm-hmm. and they sustained themselves and they did everything they had to do. They had their food. They had they were happy, you know, out there. But uh, it was off the beaten path. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Those were, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are my two. And uh, great, just great deployments, great times. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I got got my joint service comm out there for the. Oh, nice. Uh, 
yeah. So I got that for out there. I worked with every branch, made videos for all of them. You know, so I was uh, at the time it was cool because it was only me and another uh, video guy. And then, you know, the rest were the photo guys. So we were to go to people, you know, who's going to make videos for him. It was me or the other guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's my two, and uh, we had a lot of good times, man. We had a lot of good times. Um, amazing, good. you know, an amazing things that are people that you meet out there. You know, oh, yes. Um, when I got out here to, into recruiting, the dude that I met out there when we were both PA, he was a photographer. He was a guard guy up in Fresno. So I came out. We met each other, you know, a year uh, earlier in Djibouti, and then we're having tacos in Fresno. You know, I was a recruiter now, completely different career field. We had to have tacos. Like this is just weird, man. I love the Air Force. I love Small Air Force, yeah. Come together, yeah, exactly. And he was, uh, he was took my my uh, official photo, you know, for. There. And I was like, this is cool, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's fun, and I still talk to still still talk to him today. So it's amazing. Uh, what. Let me see. What so? What do you think is like the most is the wildest thing that's ever happened to you out on a deployment, Brad? Oh man! Um, Not to put wow. you on the spot or anything. Maybe Kelvin, if you got something. <laughs> well, I don't know about wild, but uh, I guess I did have a big scare moment out there. Um, so uh, in my job, we, we do air trans. Um, so I was uh, transporting uh, explosives uh, to one of the to one of the hot pads out there. So we had a C one thirty come down one day. Um, and uh, we were getting ready to load up cargo from the army there. So, and um, they had came by and everything. We had a, these giant aluminum sheets called pallets. So we were, we were loading pallets up with uh, mortars. And um, I didn't know how logistics really worked back then. Cause it was my first deployment, you know, it was my first year in the air force. I didn't really know how logistics work and how things were shipped properly. Um, so when you ship explosives, you never ship them with all their explosive counterparts, like the ignition, the fuses, the switches, anything like right. that. Everything's shipped separately. So, you know, in case of emergency or case of, a, you know, detonation, you know, that, that won't happen. Um, so it's shipped separately into different subcategories. So um, so I have a, uh, a pallet full of mortars that will not go off no matter what. So, but I didn't know that at the time. I was just an airman, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I have this uh, all-terrain forklift. I'm driving everything, right? And it's bounced all over the place. But, you know, it's gravel and hills and everything. And, uh my my supervisor is watching me, of course. Um, but uh, this is like I said, this is deployment. Things are done a little di bit differently out there. Everything you know is done fast. Is get it done, you know, and everything. Um, there's safety, but you know, it's not as not as safe as the states. You know, being back, being back home. Um, so anyway, I, I pick up this pallet and everything. Right, I'm putting it down, and then I go get, I go grab another one. And everything, and the way you can pick up a pallet out there is you can just get your tines, your forklift tines, and slide it under the pallet. You're right on the ground and pick it up. So. Uh, I never done it before because I was a new airman, so <laughs> it's my first time doing it. So I, I get my times in there, and I like uh, they start sliding under, right? So uh, it starts working. You know, the pallet's going up on the times and everything, but the the, the uh, pallet hit like a like a a rock like behind it, right? And it was one of those rocks that were like pretty big, so it wasn't moving. So uh, it hit that, <laughs> but I, I hit it too fast, I guess. The the times bounced, and when it bounced, it bounced the pallet up. So there's gigantic pallet probably 2,000 pound pallet of mortars just flipped completely over and before it landed I just kind of like closed my eyes and you know I just I was expecting a big white flash and you know like uh -huh. I, I was gone you know but you know nothing happened it just flipped over and landed and everything and I 
I, I jumped out of my forklift and ran because I didn't know. I was like, man, is that is that blow off? Is it delayed? You know, is it, right? When is it gonna go? Yeah. When is it gonna go? I'm gonna get as far away as possible. <laughs> right. And I just my my NCO is staff started just looking at me and just like, you know, with the most you know disappointed look on his face and everything. But he said <laughs> <laughs> he surprisingly wasn't mad. He was just like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's gonna blow up and everything. Like, no, it's no. not gonna blow up. <laughs> you know flip it back over and i was like what flip it back over you know so like yeah there i was you know flip it back over and everything and he just like drove off and i was like oh wow well, i guess um <laughs> i guess that's how we do it out here man. so yeah but yeah but i learned my lesson that yeah if you drop explosives out there or drop explosives in general uh you know with our specifications for shipping it it won't just explode you know it can't so it, it, right. I feel a lot more safer around bombs now, knowing that. So, um, that was my that was my come to my come to Jesus moment, I guess you should say. Come to yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I'm glad they had nothing happen. Yeah, yeah. That could have been a bad day, man. That could have been a bad day. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I like I could just think about the look of your NCO just looking at you, like. What, what, yeah. are what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this this kid. Come yeah. on. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I hated to be that. Like, you know, like I'm a worker and everything. I'm like, that's the last thing I want, impression I want to give. Is like, I'm not even competent. You know, so it was just like the disappointment in his face. You know, just it was enough yeah. for me. It's just. <laughs> but that's good. You know what? You get that out of the way early. You're like, all right, oh, yeah. it's only up. It's only up from here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. At least you hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you bradley oh man well i mean we're i don't know that i really have any particular like scary you know sort of situations right like there was definitely some uh some moments that i was like you know the pucker factor was real high you know uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and is you know mostly because like <clears throat> all right so i'm a jet engine mechanic and i didn't you know i'm not a crew chief or anything like that so um but out there you know in the desert you know you'll pitch in and you'll do uh some you know, some, some inspections post-flight, right. And just kind of help them out or whatever. Well, I was, I was expediting. Right. So I was kind of running the shift. Um, and we had a jet come in and it it got hit by lightning. Right. And so part of your protocol, right. Is you got to find the entry and exit, you know? Sure. And, uh, so we're looking for the exit It hit on the nose. So we're looking for the exit, right. Obviously, you know, basic principles, right. If it hits on the nose, it's coming out on the tail, you know, somewhere, right. Coming out in the back. (laughs) Right. Right. So we're like, all right, so we're trying to find this thing. And I'm like sitting up here, we're like, we're looking at a bunch of different places. And uh, I looked at my best friend. So my best friend was a crew chief and I looked at him and I'm like, you know what we got to do, right? And he's like, nah, man. And I'm like, yeah, we got to. <laughs> so like we had to go up on the T-tail of the C-17. And mm. if you have <laughs> ever, like, oh, that, yeah. that, that T-tail is up there, man. Right. So, <laughs> so we get, so we're in our harnesses and we, you know, we're doing our thing, right. You know, we do all the stuff, right. All the forms and everything. And we're climbing our way up the T-tail. And we pop out on there. Now, this was my first time ever being on the T-tail. And the harnesses, when you clip them into the jet, the little quick disconnects, dude, you're talking about something that's like, I swear to God, it's like a quarter inch long, right? It's, I mean, this, <laughs> this thing is, it is not a long disconnect. Like you just clip into the jet, right? And it's just, and it's on a spring, right? So you push this little spring and you put it in there. And it's like, it locks with a couple little balls and that's it. And you're like, I'm putting my entire faith to not die in a quarter inch of metal here. <laughs> and by true fashion. So there's these, uh, these little probes that come off the back of the wings and come off the back of the T tail. They're little static eliminators. And it sure enough, it came out of one of those, but it was the furthest one out on the very corner. Right. And of I course. was like, and I'm like getting as close as I can. I'm like low crawling my way out there and I look at it. And I'm like, 
yeah, it's burnt. All right, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get off that damn tea tail as fast as I can, dude. It was high. And I'm not even afraid of heights. And I was like, nah, this is too much. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was not. You know, I was some of these things that we encounter, man, it's just, it's cool. It's just different. It's just different. And it all, <laughs> sometimes you just got to get out there and take care of business, <laughs> you know? So with that uh, being said, I mean, you know, all right, deployments, that's sort of a big thing that, you know, we get talked to, asked about, I think, as recruiters. I know that they talk to me about it. They ask me, you know, hey, what's deployments going to be like? What, how's it going to go? And, you know, we tell them right off the bat, what is the form, whatever, uh, 1966. You do understand we have an expeditionary nature, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> do you use that terminology with them? That was, listen, man, we deploy. <laughs> so you understand this, right? And, uh, you know, usually the applicants are like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it, man. You deploy, you deploy. But what's some, of the, what's some really good tips that we can give some of these people and let them know these airmen coming in or the families that might think about, hey, you know, uh, what's my what's my uh, son, daughter going to be going through when these times come? What's uh, what's some good things that we could tell them just to inform them about? I'm going to tell you this in big, bold letters, big, bold visual letters, right? <laughs> stop watching movies. Like, stop <laughs> watching a deployment movie. Like, especially if that's not your job. You know, like, when you see combat movies and everything, you're under the impression that that's for everybody. But if you're not combat-related, that has nothing to do with you. Um, and not every, not every uh, scenario is going to be that extreme either. Um, but mm-hmm. and I'm not saying the threat's not there. The threat's there. It's just that, you know, that's, that's where base defense comes in at. Um, and these movies kind of give us the, you know, interpretation that it's all about war all the time and everything. There are going to be days when you're like, like you said, you're working those 12-hour shifts and everything. There are going to be days when you're tired and you're going to go home. And the last thing in your mind is, you know, hearing that alarm go off because a mortar just came over the fence, you know, is getting out of bed and getting on there, getting down for cover. I can tell, I, I, I can't even tell my fingers how many times I just stayed in bed. Every time I heard that alarm go off, I'm like, not tonight. Not nope, tonight. nah, you ain't getting me tonight. <laughs> I'm like, you know, well, if... <laughs> I, I was, I was going to talk about that, you know, at some point in time too, because it's crazy that, you know, the, the progression that you go through when you get there, because like you get there and you're like, all right, cool, you hit the deck and you go hit the bunker, right? You hit the deck mm-hmm. and you go hit the bunker or whatever, right? Like, yep. But then like, you know, before you even know it, you're like, nah, man, this ain't even worth waking up for me. Just roll over. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my sleep is too good right now. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not waking up. Oh, man, I'll tell you, as an airman, though, I had, I, there was one time that kind of like just angered me, man. And I, but I'm, I was real petty about it um, as an airman. So I had, we had a master sergeant on shift and everything. And he was, uh, he was just this driving guy, not in a motivational way, but just, he's just being a, you know what, you know, just driving everybody you know nuts out there and everything um because we're trying to have fun you know and get out of the whole mindset that we're at war and everything you know have a little fun out there you know come back to reality and keep and keep saying so like that alarm would go off and so the next day he had a brief with it. he was like i want to make everyone when that alarm goes off i need to see, i need to know that you are out of bed under your under you know taking cover or if you're outside find a bunker get under the bunker and everything you know but you will not just sleep in you will not sleep in the bed and everything so you know, like you said, that progression you're going through, right? So maybe like one month in, I'll probably be like, yeah, I understand. I completely understand. But around month three, when things start slowing down, you're like, oh my gosh, it's only been three months. And <laughs> and you, and then like, I, I you know, you, you get closer with everybody because you know everybody, where everybody's room is. So I knew that master sergeant's room was. So one night um, I was on uh, duty and everything, you know, to do accountability after the attack. So, um, 
supposedly when the alarm goes off, everybody's supposed to get out of bed, right? So I go knock on his door and I'm and I know it's him, so I bang on the door really hard. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> accountability. And um <laughs> this guy, and I know he did not just, you know, get off the floor. He came to the door like red eyes, you know, covered covered lines on his face and every pillow marks on his face. I know Freshly he just got out of bed. I'm like, oh, sleeping. yeah, he's sleeping. I'm like, sir, weren't you supposed to be, you know, taking cover? You know, so he left us alone after that. But, you know, I, I get I get the reality. I get why. It was just that, you know, if you're going to preach it, you know, you know, follow the same teachings. You know, the same Definitely, time. man. Walk the walk. You're going to talk the exactly. talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> my biggest thing is, you know, you can't deploy. I got to tell these guys, unless you do your CBTs, all right? <laughs> because that's what <laughs> those CBTs, <laughs> those CBTs are going to prepare you for everything you need, all right? So just remember <laughs> that, young ones. Just remember that. You can't leave unless those are done. training (laughs) but yes you know we can't say we can't guarantee that there's not going to be danger out there right we can't guarantee it but but 90 percent of the time when you're going somewhere you're going to do your job you know and you're going to go in it's just it's going to be a 12-hour day you're going to grind you're going to make some good relationships and it's just going to be some long hard days and it's just you know after a while you're just going to be like all right i'm ready to go yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of people now they've done, well, I'll tell you what, in Africa, man, this dude, uh, I don't know. He bought a bicycle. He was, he was Amazon shopping. <laughs> like it was going out of style. He had packages come in every day. There was another Amazon bag. What did you buy today? And they were just flowing in. So you can go over there and you're, you're going to be able to do things like that. You know, you're going to have the opportunity to go ahead and watch TV, you know, catch up with your sports. That more, that was the most annoying thing. Waking up at 2 AM to watch the Packers. That was annoying. And then they would lose, you know, and if they lost, it was like, what? Why do I do it myself? Why do I do it? (laughs) Give me a reason to stay up. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have sports. You know, you're going to be able to go into, you know, the certain areas. There'll be pool tables. There'll be dart tournaments. There's cornhole tournaments. There's Texas Hold'em tournaments. You know, there's bingo nights. There's things that, you know, it's going to keep you occupied. So don't worry. You you know, your loved one is going to be okay over there. And they're going to be able to talk to you from wherever they're at, for the most part, um, pretty regularly. You know, I don't know. That's like the biggest tips I can give. What about you, Brad? So, I mean, normally whenever I get asked uh, by parents and or, you know, applicants, uh, you know, first thing I tell them, you know, because I get asked all the time, am I going to deploy? How often will I deploy and all that stuff? And, you know, the reality situation is, right, it depends on what job you have, what base you're at, what unit you're assigned to, all this stuff, because there's a lot of variables. My very first unit was at Barksdale. I was working on B-52s in the 11th AMU, right? The 11th AMU supported the 11th Bomb Squadron, which was training only, right? It was it was for training B-52 pilots. So we never deployed. And, you know, I had to volunteer to go with the the 96th in order to get a deployment under my belt, you know? Um, you know, so it, I, I explained that to him first. Like, there's it's extremely random, right? It's not really going to be, it just depends on where you go and what you're doing. And then I tell him, you know, like, you know, like I've been on five, right? Only four to quote unquote combat areas, right? And the, the out of those, like, I mean, yeah, you get a, a stray mortar from time to time, you know, here and there, whatever. I'm not going to lie to you, right? There's, there's some stuff, but you're not on the front lines fighting, man. You're not out there, you know, locked and loaded with your, with your M4 or M16, whatever it is that you're carrying at the time. You know, you're not out there locked and loaded, ready to go. You know, that's what you have base defense for. Like Kelvin said earlier, man, like you got, you know, that's not your job, man. 
Your job is to turn wrenches on those airplanes or to, you know, do your finance stuff or comm stuff, whatever it is you're hired to do. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're doing. Exactly. And, and you're just doing that there. Yeah. There. Just, yeah. Another, another location. Another location. Yep. And that's it. And that's what, and you're doing your job. Yep. And, um, you know, you get some great experiences from it. You know, can taking them, taking the culture. I will say there was one horrible experience that I had on a deployment and it was in Kuwait. Tell us Bradley. <laughs> so the first night, the first night there, right? So was at, I went to Ali Asalim twice. The first time, the very first night, we get there stupid early in the morning. I mean, it's like 4 a.m. <laughs> we're showing up at the base, right? And we have him processing at like 6. So we're like, all right, we got to stay up. So me and my buddy, right? We're like, you know, let's go to the chow hall. Let's get some coffee. We're going to stay away. Walk over there. <laughs> get myself a nice cup of java. Now I'm thinking I'm just going to be... It, was it I was, <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be... <laughs> Full flavored, robust roasted Java. <laughs> this was the was the absolute worst, <laughs> like hands down, like the most disgusting beverage I've ever put in my mouth. Like, Is your cup of mud? <laughs> I, I would like to say that I have never, I've never thought that coffee could ever be sour. <laughs> oh god <laughs> and, and it was it was so sour like and it was just i mean it was so awful that like i can't even describe it what would come to find out later was that what they would do is they would brew coffee and then take whatever leftover coffee has been in there for however many hours and then use oh, that no. on top of some water or whatever to brew the next round of coffee and yes. you oh. this old stagnant like sour coffee and but that you know and i was thinking i you know so now rewinding back tonight when i thought that was going to be it you know i was like all right this is really bad coffee today whatever tomorrow will be better tomorrow not better <laughs> and for the next six plus months it did not get better <laughs> hey man but kudos to you you kept trying it <laughs> i had to man i had nothing else <laughs> you kept going after it that's optimism. I like that. You know, oh, today, today's the day. Today's the day. Today, maybe yeah. they got it. It's going to be fresh. <laughs> I was hoping, man. Yes. I was I was wrong every time. I was wrong every time. Oh, man. <laughs> Too funny, man. Too funny. I, uh, um, yeah, I relied heavily on hazelnut creamer. And unfortunately, to this day, I, I now still hate hazelnut creamer. <laughs> hazelnut creamer. You will not use it willingly. No, it's per it's it's permanently ruined. <laughs> when you said you got there earlier, yeah, man, I felt so bad. I was with the guy for like a week and a half, I think. But I've, I, we landed in Africa. It was so early. It was like two, same thing, like two in the morning. We were traveling forever. It seemed mm -hmm. like, you know, for 20 whatever hours. And <laughs> so we get into our little trailer, you know, it's a two beds. In a uh, in the back of base, basically, you know, the eighteen wheeler looking trailer that they just put a they put a um, door and an air conditioning unit in it, and then throw some beds in. So, but I think he was if I'm correct, he was living there alone. You know, his his roommate or whatever left a while ago. So this was his own place, and here I come busting in at two in the morning. <laughs> man, I got my bags. Here I go. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Is this me right here? And bro, I'm telling you, for a week and a half, I don't think he got any sleep because I snored my head off and rumbled that little thing. I was rumbling that thing. I looked up one day, he was just standing looking at me. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was probably so happy. Eventually, I moved out and I went into a different area, but I'm sure he was so happy with that. 
absolutely happen. You know, you just got to get uh, intimate and personal with people sometimes. It's sometimes right. living in tight quarters, and what, what can you do? I just got to tell them. I, I want to say I brought them like um, you know, the the co- the good coffee. You know, from like the what's what's the name of the ones over there? It's something bean. The green bean? The green bean. Green bean. bean. I would I would get him some coffees and stuff. Be like, hey, man, you want you need this to get through the day because I kept you up friggin' all night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That that's one thing I would tell everybody too. Like, if you're when you have roommates and you're gonna have roommates, you know, go ahead and like get to know them, go ahead and become friends with them because mm-hmm. the yes. longer you wait, man, the worse it gets. You know, you, you just annoy people without them even, you know, without being without even knowing. So I, I had one, right? Uh and Everybody, everybody wants the bottom bunk. You know, they want the bottom bunk because you know they don't have to climb the you know the ladder when they're tired and uh-huh. go, go pop in bed. You just want to so, fall uh, in, yeah. Exactly. So I had a bottom bunk and everything, and a new guy came in and everything. He got the top bunk, like you said, came in early in the morning, loud banging and clanging and everything, you know. <laughs> and then uh, every morning, and I didn't like him just because of that one morning. I just from then on, I just didn't like him. <laughs> it was just too loud. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was too loud coming in. And like I said, it was close quarters. There was like maybe two feet of, you know, dressing room, you know. So in the morning, and, and that's what sucked. He got up at the same time I got up in the morning. So we both had to get dressed, you know, with two with two feet to work with, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, it was annoying. I already didn't like him or anything. It was loud. He snored, you know, and everything. Now, if he, if he had been my friend, of course, man, I wouldn't have cared. You know, like, Mike, you could do no wrong. You know, you're my friend. But he, but he wasn't my friend. So it was just, you know, it was just this guy, you know, that worked, that worked right next to me and everything, right? So anyway... There was this one glorious morning. I say glorious because it was just, it was just kind of our weird way of connecting. It was just, it was just not wanted. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we were, we were both getting up in the morning. It was like maybe five forty-five or whatever in the morning, and uh, we're getting up. Um, every morning, his stupid alarm would go off, and it was just this stupid song I hated, and everything. <laughs> but it was just every morning it would go off. So I was like, all right, it's time to get up because the song's going off. Um, so we're, we're getting down and everything, and we're both like in underwear and everything, right? My dress was on one side, his dress was on the other side of the room, and I, I was reaching down to get one, like one of my pants and everything, or one of my shoes, whatever I was reaching, reaching to get, and I bent over just the same time he bent over, yes. and our like our, our cheeks connected, man. Like you know, just <laughs> I don't know, like you, you guys know. <laughs> yes. When, you're, when, you're, when your cheeks touch another man's cheek, it's just. <laughs> It's this weird, weird, weird feeling. Like I just felt gross. I felt like I just I was like, oh no. It's like what what just happened? It just made me hate him more. And I was like, oh like, why are you so close to me? You know, like why, why you know like it, it was just so much. And then I, and then after that, it was just like now when I see him next, you know, like we're gonna think about that moment, you know, that that, that uh-huh. morning where our, our, our cheeks touched. <laughs> it was uh-huh. just like I, you know, so like let's let's just squash this. You know, so I get to know the guy. But like, look, man, I'm so and so from this from this place and everything. Where you been? Turns out, you know, he's been a lot of places I've been. We got a lot in common and everything. And uh, now it was just like bearable. You know, he was very very bearable and everything. He, you know, I, he didn't really annoy me as much. The snores didn't really bother me as much and everything. But the sad thing was that <laughs> I had like a week left my deployment. <laughs> so like the whole this time, whole time, been, this whole, whole time we could have been you know, friends and everything. I didn't do it. All you end. needed to do was cheek it up six months, four <laughs> months earlier, man. <laughs> you just could have enjoyed yourselves. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Weird thing though, when those cheeks touch, sometimes it breaks the ice. <laughs> it can break the ice. <laughs> Also, nice. nobody wants that 
nobody wants that top bunk because the those middle of the night you know restroom breaks you know like <laughs> get oh, up yeah, man. there was a <laughs> so you know when i when i was in uh when i was in ali asalim uh we were in our transition point and uh it was one of my first nights there and so there's three to a room during non-transition time but there's about a week of overlap where you got six to a room right and you know the bunk the top bunks are occupied right so there's three sets of bunk beds in there um it was in the so i was on a top bunk for the for that week and it was one of the first nights i was there i, I got down and i was going to get down and i missed the i missed the step right i don't sleep i don't i don't sleep on bunk beds anywhere right. else you know what i mean so i missed it straight to the floor i went Oh everybody up <laughs> because, because you, you when you when you're in that tight of quarters right you have way extra uh, a whole lot of extra baggage and everybody's stuff is everywhere i knocked everything over everybody's stuff is everywhere it's just like and i'm just on the floor like this hurts but also not as much as my ego does right now <laughs> and he goes, sorry guys <laughs> everybody was pissed so that i was probably that guy that I, I was automatically hated. Yep. <laughs> Anyone starts throwing things at you, come on, man. <laughs> throwing their socks, pillows at you. Exactly. That's it. Man, this has been fun talking about the, uh, you know, a little bit of a catching up about some deployment action. It's been a good time, guys. Oh, man, I, I loved it, dude. Like I said, I, I could probably talk for days on deployments of different memories and different things, mm-hmm. you know. And if you just look at the, not even just the, the the funny aspect of the cool stuff when the when the the where the real thing happens where the real stuff goes down right because i worked on a10s and now we get to launch them out and see them come back right completely what we call winchester right just empty because they went yeah. Yeah. and they supported some real stuff um and i got to be a part of one actually one of the medals on my wall is directly related to you know something that i fixed that was able to make that happen um you know but then even just in ali Asim on c17s you know like watching what uh kelvin's you know uh folks do you know what i mean watch what he does you know load up you know humvees or unload humvees that have been shot up you know and and just all damaged you know or or loading up apaches so that we can take them to other places you know and and let them do their mission somewhere else you know there's so yes while this conversation is it's it's great and i love reminiscing of all this stuff you know like i like to, to you know tell folks like it's a real deal man like we're doing stuff they were right. We are over there supporting missions. Yeah, we're over there supporting some missions that are very important, you know, to what we're we are out there doing and why we and why we're out there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, there's been there's been some things that have gone sideways and things like that. And yeah, you, know, you just mm-hmm. have to take that into account. Yes, you got to take that into account. You know, I thank everybody that's uh, you know, that's done this before us as well. You know, because there's been some people that have seen some real, real, real stuff going on out there. And um, hey, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow's Veterans Day, fellas. Ooh, you know, oh, yeah. Happy Veterans we'll, Day to the both we'll of you. Throw it out there to the folks, <laughs> yeah, to, to you and to the, all the folks out there that have served and have been through uh, some really, exactly. um, they've, they've uh, you know, paid the ultimate price. You know That's what right. I mean? And um, they've also, you know, they've uh, done what they've served their country. Yep. So I just want to say thank you to them. And I, uh, there's nothing wrong with being lighthearted about oh, something that we yeah. do at all, but we do. I do want to, and I'm sure you guys are going to pay our respects to everybody out there. Oh, absolutely. That has uh, come before that, us. So, sorry, that's that's one of my things too. Like, I always wonder, like, when you see a veteran and they're so talkative, I don't know if you guys ever like bumped into one and, and then they they just start bla- you know blasting off at the mouth about you know past experiences and everything. It's because uh-huh. you know, like, 
veterans are unique, you know, Bree. We, 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 we have so much to talk about, but not enough time to talk about it with, you know. So I actually mm-hmm. do appreciate you guys putting me on the podcast to relive those moments. They're, you know, they're funny moments. They're things I'm never going to forget. And they, they help us become who we are right now. You know, they, they molded you. Um, so like tomorrow, you know, thank you. Thank you for your services and your past services and everything. But also take the time to actually, you know, sit with one and be like, hey, you know, what's your story? You know, make time for one because that makes their day when they actually can say, hey, you know what? This has been on my mind for years and I just want to talk about it. You know, like, hey, I was in Vietnam, you know, I was doing this. And, that, and one day that's going to be us, you know. We're going to be, you know, those old timers and everything. We're going to be like, hey, back in Afghanistan, you know, I was doing this and everything and hoping, hoping that we get an ear to hear us, you know. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. always you don't have to listen to everybody's story but you know like just take the time to you know and you know hear them out because these guys you know they're, they're, they're like they're our past heroes so uh, yeah like i said uh, happy uh, i agree with you happy uh veterans day and uh thank you for their service so <clears throat> i think this actually kind of provides a nice transition point because i would like to we, we talked about these yesterday when we had our, our first conversation all together was mm-hmm. that not everything that we do is geared towards you know, that's, you know, combat side of things, right? We actually do right. a ton of humanitarian stuff. And um, I know that we've all been part of those, those kinds of things, but, you know, you maybe more than most, Kelvin, you know, as far as like th- stuff that you loaded up and help uh, execute mm-hmm. as far as those those humanitarian missions go, being mm-hmm. air trans. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of that? So, yeah, that, so being a port dog, we call ourselves port dogs, uh, and air transportation is the name of the job. Um, it's pretty much just air logistics, you know, both ground and air, but mostly uh, moving cargo through air. Um, when I first got that job uh, in listening with the Air Force, I didn't really understand too much. I was like, ah, you know, I'll do it. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, I'll learn it and everything. I had no idea the impact this job had, you know. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people think we're more morally geared towards war. We're geared towards, um, you know, go and fight the bad guy and everything. But that's not really Air Force, you know, mission and everything. Um, we have several different missions and everything, but one of ours is humanitarian aid. Um, so, and then that's not just, you know, in another country, that's also here in America, you know, uh, during the disasters like hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, wildfires and everything. That's, that's us, man. Those C-17s you're working on, man, like they, we, we load those things up with the cargo and everything. Those things are workhorses, you know? They, uh, they, they, they hold so much cargo, so many, so many, so many amount of tons a cargo to different locations. Um, and we have uh, what we call super ports, which is pretty much just a gigantic airport for military aircraft. Uh, super ports all over, um, all over the states, you know, uh, mostly they are on, uh, you know, close to your coastlines, but the Pacific and the Atlantic and everything. Um, and they're in great locations, you know, to, to support quick response. Um, so for one, for one example and everything, I know uh, Hurricane Michael's one of the recent, one of the well, recent hurricanes that hit uh, Florida and it completely just, you know, just devastated Tyndall Air Force Base and the surrounding uh, area there. Um, like within 24 hours notice, you know, we, we were like, hey, we got a task and, you know, you need to make it happen. We're, we're gonna send all these generators, tents, hard, uh, hardened shelters and everything, food, everything, you name it. You know, anything, anything for life support down to, uh, down to Tyndall and everything. And we got that base up and running like within 48 hours, you know. Uh, there's a lot of damage done and everything, but we can definitely get there and support. Um, we're not just, like you said, our, our mission isn't just geared towards, you know, fighting, you know, doing this and beating the bad guys. It's also uh, at home support. So if, 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 when, when people ask, that, hey, what, what, what is it, what's different for the Air Force? You know, like, well, what do we do in the Air Force? What, what's our mission and everything? Our people, people's the mission, you know? We help one another out. We love, we love one another and everything. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that's just geared towards the Air Force only, you know, that's, that's all branches and everything. But 
for our stories, you know, for the sake of this podcast and everything, yeah, we 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 definitely have a lot of uh, experience in the field of helping others and helping one another. For sure, yeah, no, man. Hundred percent, and the rewarding portion, and you know, just how rewarding it is, you know, yeah. being part of that is, uh, you know, it's it's just nice to help. You know, it, is. It, just, it just feels good to be out there, be yeah. able to do your part to help. Right. Yeah, it's I. You know, it was it was one of those things that I don't think I ever realized like what it was going to be like. You know, whenever whenever I came in, you know how much humanitarian stuff that we would do. It was it wasn't until I got to C seventeens that I think I, you know, did that I really got a true glimpse of humanitarian aid that, you know, that we put out there. Uh, because C seventeens are such an integral part mm-hmm. of that. You know, whether you know the the Haiti earthquake, you know the um, uh, the the event that happened in Puerto Rico was it a hurricane? Is that what it was? I think that that rocked Puerto Rico. Um, but you know, like those kinds of things. Yeah, there was a, there was a few events that we were tied to, um, you know, and then like I told you guys yesterday, I mean, I just recently saw like, uh, some coverage of where some combat controllers had airdropped into, you know, Haiti to set up, Mm -hmm. you know, landing zones and all that other stuff for our folks to airdrop in supplies to, uh, land and medivac, you know, folks out, you know, there was, it was crazy how involved that they were in that whole thing and how just the air force is just involved in humanitarian relief all over the place. And, and like I said, my eyes were, were really opened whenever I got on the C-17s and seeing what, you know, what all they do. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really cool to see how much we actually help people. And I hear that. It, I would imagine you guys probably hear that tons as recruiters as well. Right. Like, I just want to help people. I just want to help people. Exactly. Yeah, right? exactly. And you know, the air force helps more people than I don't, I think I could ever imagine. I could ever even fathom, you know, it's not just a war fighting machine by far. Exactly. No, not at all. And um, I'm very proud to be part of it. And, uh, you know, we got, we got a lot that we do. We got a lot that we can accomplish. And uh, I know you guys are proud to be a part of it. We're very happy to be able to put more people in so they can continue on. The next generation, and they, baby. And they can keep it going. <laughs> exactly. Tell you, man, we got a lot of different phases. We got a lot of different things we can do in the Air Force. Don't, don't, uh, don't sleep on us. <laughs> and fellas, man, it's been great talking to you guys. I think about um, I think it's going to be about time to wrap it up. You think so? Yeah, I think so, man. I think it's been good. Yeah, it's, it's been great talking to you guys. It's been great. Yeah, Kelvin, no, man, we been really fun. It, man. Yeah. Hey, Kelvin, what are we going to go ahead and we will drop in your um, social media, uh, you know, stuff, your social media pages and on the description box. The description box. There you go. <laughs> at the end. But if you wanted to go ahead and drop it right now and uh, let everyone know, you know, where they can find you, you're more than welcome to also. Yes, please. Oh, that's do. fine. So I know my, my heart name, well, my last name is a little bit hard to say. So people are just like, who sergeant sergeant what so it's just sergeant b it's like you do just sgb sergeant b for sure um but if you want to reach me my, my number is 330-977-7255 i'm also on facebook youtube and instagram so just type in sergeant b look for the little cartoon character and that's me nice hey, where check out his videos check them out because they are on they, they are very entertaining what they, were you gonna say brad no i was gonna tell him uh where are you recruiting out of man to say your location for the people so I'm actually out here in Ohio, so Northern Ohio. Um, it's a very interesting place, I'll tell you that. Um, I've been all over the world and everything, and so I'm kind of used to the bipolar weather. Um, but um, there's a lot of a lot of unique things about Ohio, and one of those things is people. Um, the the name Caleb 
I never thought I'd see that name Caleb spelled <laughs> 25 different ways, but I, you know, I'm still counting how many Caleb's, you know, I'm going to put into the Air Force. It's Caleb with a K, Caleb with a C, Caleb with an I. It's so many. Caleb with a Y. Um, oh, but the, the, the names are very, very different. There's no two of any name. So I'm learning that. Um, but yeah. And you haven't um, become a Browns fan, have you? No, I haven't, but I actually do like to watch them play this season because uh, a little bit better than what they've been doing. Um, no, they are. They are. They have stepped it up. They have stepped oh, it up. Yeah. So they've been they've been more entertaining. Exactly, it's been more entertaining this season. But I'm more curious about what the Steelers are going to be doing because uh, that's my team's rival, which is the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, okay. So uh, I know the Steelers are about what eight and zero right now. Um, yeah, so, still undefeated. Yeah, I'm curious to see how how things are gonna go. So <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, hey, Brad, did my Cowboys probably shouldn't beat them? Huh? Huh? Hey, the Cowboys, I, Brad. They you just know, can't come through, man. <laughs> they just can't get out of their own way, man. They just can't. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, we're winning this one. Ah, no, guys, we we're messing up. We don't know how to do this. We don't. Know it how could to be do worse. This. You you could be with the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> oh, true story. I tell you right now, man, the Atlanta Falcons are about to finish the season with a better record than we are. <laughs> mm, that's very, that's very. They're going to finish with a better record than the whole NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, fellas. It's been All great right. talking to you. Hey, uh, hopefully, we informed and we entertained. That that's is in the show notes. <laughs> and, and that's that's what was in the show notes. <laughs> so. All right, folks. Well, like I think we'll wrap that one up, man. If you are in Northern Ohio, check no. this man out. Go find him. And if you just need a laugh, go to his page, SGTB Sergeant B. All right, we'll see you around the corner on episode twelve. <laughs> All right, and that's a wrap for episode 11 here on the Recruiter's Corner. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to follow us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you can find us. And you know what? Go ahead and please search out Sergeant B because he's out there making some amazing videos and it's all over social media. Once again, thank you for being out here. Please rate and review, subscribe if you can, and we'll catch you next time on the Recruiter's Corner.